Live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in crash position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off three. Listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Well, Freak Nation, all is good with the world. <laughs> Kyle Larson is now part of NASCAR history, and uh, I don't think we could be happier, Crash Gladys. Oh, no. <laughs> I was so nervous throughout a lot of that race. Kyle Larson did not have the car to win most of the right. cycles around that track. But uh, timing is everything. Positioning is everything. In this case, qualifying and pit position was everything. So, yeah, I, I was extremely nervous up until that last pit stop. And, Statman, I kept thinking of you, too. I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, it's going to go to Truex. Statman is going to be happy because he is a huge Truex fan. However, the season was Kyle Larson's oh to win. Oh what boy. is going on? This is not happening. But yeah, so I thought about you and your nerves as well. And I was nervous. Believe me, I was <laughs> nervous. I was afraid that I was going to have to come up with an excuse for somebody else besides Kyle Larson. And that was, was I mad about that <laughs> since Truex looked like he was going to win? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, the things worked out the way they should have. Kyle Larson got the championship and Truex came in second. Uh, but Larson has been the champion all year and deserves to be the champion. Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. Lucas Oil Studios, 21 years of doing this. And I'm not sure we've seen anything like this for the NASCAR season for 2021. And Kyle Larson, your winning call for your 2021 NASCAR Cup champion. One lap to go. Presented by Credit One Bank. Wow, Truex made up a lot of time again in turns three and four. A huge amount of time. He's closed the gap. The five. Now sees the 19. He's getting closer in the mirror. Down the backstretch for the final time. There's going to be a lap car on the inside. Not going to allow Truex to run that low line that he wants to run. Kyle Larson a year ago watched the race from North Carolina. Today, he's a Cup Series champion. Yeah, that's also weird. Oh, my God, guys. Yes. Yes. Pick through. This is all on you guys. Unbelievable. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, that's also just incredible to think of this very weekend last year kyle larson was on his couch right. in north carolina now one year fast forward and he's a cup champion holy cow and he in every interview that i saw him do today and i'm sure he will be doing throughout the entire week in every statement he was so thankful to rick hendrick for giving him a second chance and to his crew for just 
you know, constantly dealing with some adversity and, and overcoming like they did at the Charlotte Roval this year when they had alternator issues. They ended up winning that race. Kyle Larson did not have the best car today throughout the race. He was tight or he was loose, but he ended up winning the race. I mean, it's just that entire team was championship worthy. When you look what Kyle Larson has done over the last, what, eight months, and you try and put into perspective where in the modern era, no one's led as many laps as Kyle Larson. He broke the record this season. Most laps ever, ever, ever led in a NASCAR Cup season. Yeah, that's incredible. The The records that he and Hendrick have set, I think the, the laps led between Chase Elliott and his teammate Kyle Larson, that's that hasn't happened since Junior Johnson days. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that, man. He had um, – Oops. Sorry about that. There we go. Go ahead, Stat. He had more um, – he, he won more races this year than he had won in his entire career. Right. That's crazy. That that's that's wild. That's completely wild, and that's why I'm saying that he was a champ. He had a championship season, and if he hadn't have gotten a championship, it would have felt unfulfilled. What? Okay, let's just play what ifs because we can, and we're all happy because Kyle Larson won, and he deservingly won. What if he got second to Truex? How upset? I mean, I think I would be incredibly upset right now, even though we love Truex. No, I'm I'm in the same place, Crash. That uh, Truex is a, a championship driver. He's won a championship. He'll probably win another one. But this was Kyle Larson's year, and he should have he should have won it if all was right with the world. But you know, sometimes it's not. And just like the the uh, Patriots in 07. Speed Freaks. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. The Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Coming up, we have Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. Do yourself a favor, Freak Nation. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the tire for your ride. Light truck, SUV, sedan, bam! General Tire's got them. Go to GeneralTire.com. Crasher? NASCAR Championship Weekend, you've heard us talking about it. All four races at Phoenix Raceway delivered and then some. First, it was the trucks in the Lucas Oil 150 where the 18 of Chandler Smith won the race, but Ben Rhodes won the title. It was Ben's first ever Final Four in his six years in the series. Next up was the ARCA West Series on General Tires. National ringer Ty Gibbs dominated the race while Jesse Love held it together to seal his second championship in a row. Saturday night saw the Xfinity Series under the lights, and arguably, this was the most amazing finish of the weekend. Give me a bump and run in the final two corners with the title on the line any day. Daniel Hemrick did just that on Austin Sindrick. Approaching the finish line, their car slammed side by side. Hemrick crossing the line three hundredths of a second ahead of Sindrick. Oh, and even though that win secured the Xfinity Championship for Hemrick, it was his first win of the season. Let that sink in. Yeah, 10 second places on the season. This was his first win. The cup race today had enough drama to hold our attention, especially at the end, where Kyle Larson, the most dominant driver over the season, did not have the best car by any stretch. This was Truex's race to win. However, 
Luck was not on Truex's side, nor was his pit placement. Larson, with the number one qualifying position, held the number one pit stall. That positioning, along with his crew giving their best stop of the season, vaulted Larson into the lead at the last restart, and he held onto it for the win. Ten wins on the season, led the most laps in any NASCAR Cup season to date. Kyle Larson, without a ride in 2020, just crushed it for the NASCAR Cup Championship in 2021. Trans Am raced at Coda, and nothing special was needed out of champion Tommy Dreese as he already solidified the title, but it was nice to see him on the podium in Lucas Oil colors nonetheless. Dreese was third behind another wild finishing duo of Matt Brabham in his debut Trans Am race and Ernie Francis Jr. Francis Jr. led every lap from the pole, but Brabham took advantage of a late caution and bumped and banged his way to the top spot on the podium. Rafa Matos took the TA2 win in championship. Oh, by the way, was there an F1 race today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Max Verstappen extended his title chances with a win in Mexico. We'll hear from your NASCAR champ next. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do. Protect your engine and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil 8 Model Dirt Series, Pro Polling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. <laughs> If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined. I want to thank our friends at Lucas Oil for making this thing possible, man. Lucas Oil, that's lucasoil.com. You will find a product to keep your ride on the road at lucasoil.com. Inside your engine, outside your engine, inside your car, outside your car. Bam! Go to lucasoil.com. By the way, we took over at Lucas Oil Products on Instagram. We took over their social media account. Check out the stories. I guess all that's left now is the cup side of things because right. all the others have expired. But check out the stories and uh, see some of the stuff we got behind the scenes at Phoenix Raceway. Huge show for you tonight. We'll hear from A.J. Allmendinger, who up until Saturday night was this close to winning a NASCAR Xfinity Series championship. He'll be joining us at 40 past the hour. Next hour, a good 40 minutes with the one and only Rob Halford, lead singer of Judas, Judas Priest. So much news coming out of their camp. He'll be joining us in the second hour. But again, uh, go, getting back to Statman's comment in the last segment in regards to Kyle Larson, it, it, and I'm not sure if you said this, Stat, because I was uh, having some technical issues on this end, but I think I heard something of <laughs> that came out of your melon like this, that it just would have been a travesty if Kyle Larson would not have won this championship given his freaking domination and when you hear from the number of drivers, you saw Denny Hamlin, you saw Martin Truex, you saw, saw Chase Elliott, they didn't say it, but they said it. Like, yeah, the right dude won the champion, Statman, championship. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense that uh, Kyle Larson wins the championship. He won, what, 10 events this year, um, nine, 10 events. He should have won the championship, and I've been complaining for more than a month that if he didn't win the championship, it would be a travesty and a, a blot on the uh, NASCAR playoff format. Uh, but he did win the championship, and the last stop by that pit crew was stunning, <laughs> stunning. He went from fourth to first into the championship, on a, on a pit stop for crying out loud. And he barely got out in front of, uh, uh, Chase Elliott and, uh, he went ahead, got, he, he stayed ahead the rest of the way. Uh, that's the way it's a, they say it's a team game and today it was a team game. Yeah. Our own Richie Flores, we call him Suave. You've heard us many times talk about him on the show. He got a video from the pits of them exiting the pits after that last round of stops. And it was, it was razor thin of a margin of how Larson just eked ahead to take the lead and therefore go on to win the race. It, that's insane to me. I want to get back to Kyle Larson and his post-race interview with our friend Rutledge Wood. Uh, again, the anxieties no relation, of... by the way. What's that? No relation to the staff. Ah, True. Uh, the the anxieties of chasing this championship and knowing damn well that it was his to lose and it would have been a major disappointment as we were just talking about but this is Rutledge Wood and Kyle Larson once Kyle got out of the car 
That is not Kyle Larson and Rutledge Wood. This is Kyle Larson and Rutledge Wood. Here we go. Here he is climbing out of the car, celebrating with his team. Kyle Larson, congratulations. You are a Cup Series champion. I can't, I cannot believe it. Um, I didn't even think I'd be racing a Cup car a year and a half ago. And uh, to win a championship is crazy. I just, I gotta say, first off, thank you so much to Rick Hendrick, HendrickCars.com, Jeff Gordon, NASCAR, every single one of my supporters in the stands, watching at home, my family. I've got so many of my friends and family here, my parents, my sister, my wife and kids. Owen had been giving me crap you know, a month and a half ago about <laughs> how I can't win a cup race when he's there. Uh, so that had a lot of pressure, but there were so many points of this race where I did not think that we were going to win. And without my pit crew on that last stop, we would not be standing right here. So they are the true winners of this race. They're true champions. I'm just blessed to be a part of this group. Every single man or person, man and woman at Hendrick Motorsports, this win is for all of us and, and every one of you. So this is unbelievable. I, I, I'm speechless. Kyle Larson validating what Stat and Crash were talking about in regards to that last pit stop. Prior to that pit stop, I think all of us were basically handing it over to Martin Truex or someone else other than Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson and Rutledge Wood continuing post-race. When you crossed the finish line with those tears in your eyes, did you think about that day your dad brought that go-kart home without telling your mom and that moment led to this? <laughs> I had a lot of a lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts there those last really since before intros, right before intros, like it all hit me and I was I had tears running down my face just doing the truck the the ride around, you know, the crowd was cheering loud and it was just a different atmosphere than I've ever been a part of. So this event was crazy. This uh, format's wild. I'm glad we were able to get it done. Um, and yes, you know, a big shout out to my parents for getting me involved in racing. My dad for everything he did, building my go-kart uh, when I was young to get me playing around. My mom for videotaping every lap I ever raced and give me something I could look at and study and, and get better. Um, gosh, so cool. I can't, I cannot believe it. Yeah, way to go, Janet. We talked about that with Kyle Larson. Janet, of course, being hit, Kyle Larson's mom. We talked about those videos that his mom would record in one of our YouTube interviews with Kyle Larson earlier this year. So head to our YouTube page, Speed Official Speed Freaks, or Speed Freaks Official. I forget what it is. Official Speed Freaks. Yeah, okay, that. And yeah, we, we, he goes in, in depth on his mom and his dad have been such an integral part of his entire racing career. It's just, it's great. And the story stat of really how he got here, the the issue with his uh, his suspension, and then all of a sudden last year, last year, right? All of a sudden goes out and wins uh, double digit races in the NASCAR Cup Series. You've got Mario Andretti <laughs> sending him, you know, much love prior to the race. You've got um, and then post race, yeah. It's um, the recognition stat from drivers. For Kyle Larson, I've not seen this before. Well, yeah, I mean they—they—it's a fraternity amongst amongst the drivers. No matter how much they complain and grouse and <laughs> and uh, get in each other's face, there's only so many people in the world who could do what they do, mm, and uh, they have to 
they support each other. No matter how much they, you know, fight and complain, uh, they support each other. So to, it's an interesting story. It's a good story of a guy who, uh, you know, screwed up and uh, went through a penalty and got a ride. Uh, he got fired and got a second ride and took that second opportunity and rode it all the way to a championship, the regular season championship and the championship of the playoffs. So, yeah, that that's something that they wish they could do and something that they are probably uh, happy for Kyle. And I just want to address a little bit some of the negativity that is out there. Of course, there's always going to be negativity no matter where you are, especially on social media. But for the people still wanting to call Kyle Larson a racist and not recognize what he had to go through in, in, in his learning process of becoming a better human being, let alone coming back into being a NASCAR driver. People, put that aside. We are all human beings. We all make serious mistakes in life. That was an awful mistake. Kyle Larson using the N-word so nonchalantly last year in the middle of, of a national video race. The bottom line, though, is he did learn from it. He, I mean, he and Bubba Wallace had serious conversations. Kyle Larson wants to be a better person. He is a better person because of that mistake. It's something we call failing forward. He failed massively, but he failed forward. He learned from it. He's a better person. And now let's just enjoy his other accomplishments besides him being a better human and a better father and a better a better person and respecting others. Let's just celebrate him. Please stop it with the negativity. I'm looking at a tweet here from Jeff Gluck, who is a friend of the Freak Nation, one of your uh, insiders when it comes to NASCAR. He writes for The Athletic, NASCAR Insider. And he tweeted out a post that he put up, gosh, after Knoxville, I think it was. It says, I stand by my reporting, Jeff Gluck said. (laughs) And that was August 14th of this year. We are witnessing greatness. With Kyle Larson's Knoxville Nationals win on Saturday night, he sealed his reputation as an undeniable generational talent who has quickly put himself into the same sentence as A.J. Foyt and Mario Andretti. He is unquestionably the best all-around race car driver in the United States right now. And as crazy as it may sound, he might be the best in the world. That's Jeff Gluck. He, t- he tweeted that out August 14th and then quote tweeted it today saying, I stand by my reporting. <laughs> now here's the punchline. Replying to Jeff Gluck, I very much agree 100% Tony Stewart. Nice. Nice. There you go. Yeah, think, okay, before we get into the Tony Stewart comment, think about that. Kyle Larson started this year with a Chili Bowl win, and then he went he went on to have several NASCAR Cup Series wins, and in the midst, a Knoxville Nationals win, and now the Cup Championship. This guy has won massive races this year oh yeah let's throw in the nascar all-star race let's throw in the 600 the longest race in the, on the nascar circuit i mean woo! yeah he's having a great year without question he had a great year the best in the world i i don't know that might be a bit of of um what do you call it when you get excited about what's happening right now <laughs> hyperbole uh, yeah hyperbole <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, he did say maybe the best in the world. Maybe, yeah, maybe the world. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when I was sitting here after you said that, I'm sitting here trying to think who would, who else would be there. But he had one great, great, 
great year. Not even a record year for NASCAR, but uh, he had a great season, won the championship. Uh, and whether or not he's the best in the world driving all race cars, I just don't know that. Uh, he hasn't driven all race cars before. And, uh, you know, he could certainly drive a cup car. He could certainly drive uh, a dirt car, a midget, a sprint car. Uh, I would imagine Silver Crown as well. Oh, yes. But, yeah, He did a lot uh, of Silver Crown last year. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the best in the world, I don't know that I'd go along with that. Could you see Max Verstappen winning a dirt race, though? I don't see Max Verstappen winning anything, uh, even though he's winning here. Because, <laughs> again, that's a little bit Formula One. Yes, they are amazing drivers, but there's a lot that goes into the car, not necessarily the driver in Formula oh, One. without question. Today, to watch yeah. Sergio Perez chase down uh, Lewis Hamilton in his seven championships, obviously the car is better than Mercedes and uh, Mercedes is going to have, they're going to have to come up with something out of their back pocket uh, to, uh, I think, I think in fact, the championship in F1 is over. It was over uh, at Coda, uh, but I don't know how Mercedes is going to come back in the final four races to make up all the points they have to make up. Um, you know, we're stopping as Red Bull is just having a great year. Mm-hmm. They put together a great car and they deserve a championship for that effort. Yeah, it's what it's what we've got to deal with at this point I mean, of, of all the drivers out there that are able to get into different makes and models of cars. Kyle Larson is the guy because he's winning in all those makes and models of cars that he's getting into. Other drivers aren't allowed to. Other drivers just don't give a damn. They don't want to do that. But. It would be cool, and I know it's where Statman's coming from a little bit with, about the greatest in the world. I would like to see Kyle Larson get into uh, the the Nitro Circus Rally Series, or just get into a rally car. Let, let's see him Man. get. Let's see Kyle Larson. That would be cool. Uh, go World Rally on us for a race, just to just to just kind of gauge it to see how he could handle that. Yeah, I've seen, I've sent you YouTube videos of rally drivers yeah. and the insane speeds that they go on dirt. Uh, I that you can't you can't translate that. And I've seen uh, Colin McRae in just eight less than eight laps get into a Ferrari at Le Mans and be within a tenth of the fastest team guy on the team. So these are phenomenal drivers that drive in rallying uh, and they, they drivers. There's not enough. Like you said, there's not enough uh, people transposing their mm-hmm. talent from series to series. Uh, so it's hard to say who's the best. Uh, maybe Kyle is the best in America, but I'm, I'm not even willing to admit that right now. <laughs> we'll get more into Kyle Larson and his, uh, Record-setting run as a champion, but first, how about your stat man scat? Last week's scat equating social media and Michael Andretti's failure to buy his way into F1 bought some details out of the info swamp. An early rip said the bank that's financing Sauber and Alfa Romeo was thrown on the table at the last minute. 
story said Andretti and his investors didn't want the bank and the deal stumbled. Another story said the people in F1 didn't think Andretti's money was strong enough and they didn't want weak ownership on the grid. Andretti said the money and the deal changed at the last minute and he backed away from the table. All of that or some combination of the above could be true. The point is F1 money is deep and a tangled mess. Private banks, deep pockets, and monopoly money defines F1. Some estimate winning at half a billion dollars a year. Just being on the grid might be as much as $300 million. In short, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You're listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Be sure you follow us on Twitter at Speed Freaks. You'll get some fantastic content. Go back and look at the content on Twitter. Be sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, Suave Crasher, hell of a job this weekend. Take it over Lucas Oil's Instagram account. Same for General Tire on Saturday. Badassery. A lot and of good stuff. A lot of good stuff from uh, Kyle Larson. In fact, I just got to hear this winning call one more time. Is that all right? Can I hear? Can Absolutely. I just hear? Can I just just, just that that last lap call? One lap to go. Presented by Credit One Bank. Wow, Truex made up a lot of time again in turns three and four. A huge amount of time. He's closed the gap. The five. Now sees the 19. He's getting closer in the mirror. Down the back stretch for the final time. There's going to be a lap car on the inside. Not going to allow Truex to run that low line that he wants to run. Kyle Larson a year ago watched the race from North Carolina. Today, he's a Cup Series champion. Oh, my God, guys. Yes. Yes. Pick crew, this is all on you guys. Unbelievable. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Of course, the call, thanks to our friends at NBC and NBC Sports. And you just can't hammer it home enough, Statman, the importance of that pit crew and what they did to get him out. And according to NBC, they've been the best all year in delivering for Kyle Larson, Stat. Yeah, and that was the second uh, fastest pit stop that they'd had all season. So as good as they were, uh, you know, there were very few that have been any better. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, there, there was no he'd have won the championship without uh, the, that last pit stop. And you'd love to see it when it comes down to something as um, something as small as that, even in small is the wrong word, but something as significant as that, uh, mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, of all the driving he was doing on the racetrack, and he came in in fourth place and went out in first and never gave it back. That's a team, and uh, they des- they deserve the championship. Yes. And, and crash all this hassle about the racism. You know, the, the people that that are without racism throw the first stone. Everybody's got some of that hidden inside of them, and he's learned to to overcome some of that. I still haven't made up my mind about that, but. When you, when he's won a championship 
And you got to give him credit for that. I'm not going to hold that against him. If we if we said that non-racist people were the only ones who could win championships, <laughs> there'd be a lot of vacant championships <laughs> in, the, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent. I think out of the three of us, Crasher got the most emotional. I saw where numerous drivers were crying when they saw Kyle Larson <laughs> crying. You just felt like the the proverbial 800-pound, 900-pound gorilla was just released off of the back of Kyle Larson and the pressure that he that that many put him under and he I'm sure himself, his crew, his his team. And just to see what he did today and just to to be able to capitalize and win that championship. We were there on the grid crasher. We saw that that it was just but butts to elbows. How is it? How do you? What's the phrase what? of people lining up around his car just prior to start your engines? Oh, it was crazy. It uh, it was stunning how deep the people were around his car, uh, just trying to get a glimpse of at the time a possible NASCAR champion, including Danica Patrick. Yeah, I kind of turned around or I turned back down to my phone to try to post something, and I look up and I'm like, "Whoa, hey, Danica! <laughs> like, wait a minute, why are you hanging with the Larson crew? Okay, right. that's cool, but." I just didn't expect it. So yeah, it's a it's a hell of a story that we've we've been following all year, and I think Crasher nailed it. Who would have thought when we had him on after the Chili Bowl win that this guy would go on to bloody freaking dominate? Yeah, it was all about his redemption story at that point. You know, mm-hmm. we were still tiptoeing around. You know, how did you? <laughs> how have you been able to handle things so far? And and bring coming back into the bigger limelight of racing. And whoa, how many months later did you say? Eight yeah. or nine months later, here we Boom. go. Who Boom. would have thought with 50 laps to go today yeah, right. that he was going to win the championship? Right? I know, that was Holy great. smokes. Uh, oh. Speaking of, a dude who was this close to winning a championship, at least going into last, night, last night's Phoenix Raceway race with Xfinity Series, A.J. Allmendinger. He'll be joining us next. And I got to ask his take on Kyle Larson. A.J. Allmendinger joining us next. Speed Freaks Pits and Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Hey, Freak Nation. Our friends at General Tire are back at it again. And this time, they'd like to give you $100 back when you purchase a set of four qualifying light truck SUV General Tires between now and October 31st. Yes, we said $100 back on a Visa prepaid card with your light truck or SUV General Tires. Hey, football's back, so why not show off your new General Tires when you drop the tailgate for some pregame festivities? For more information, check out GeneralTire.com. General Tires, the official tire of Speed Freaks, where anywhere is possible. Transmissions are one of the most complicated and expensive components in your car or truck. Don't let leaks and low fluid make a bad situation even worse. Use Lucas Transmission Fix in your older car's transmission to stop slipping, hesitation, and rough shifting. Lucas Transmission Fix was specially formulated to make your automatic transmission perform like new, and it actually eliminates most leaks. It also works on light-duty manual transmissions to increase shifting ease and transmission life. Shift your problem to Lucas Transmission Fix. Lucas Oil. It works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 
800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. A total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring the Arca Menard Series, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pro Pulling League, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motocross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl Nationals. MAV-TV, the only television network dedicated to motorsports. Go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24-7, 365. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed. So there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. What up? It's Kenny Sargent, and have you checked out Speed Freaks' website lately? It's speedfreaks.tv, and it's where you go to download all of our radio shows and our featured podcasts. Plus, it's where you can register for a new set of rubbers from General Tire. Go to speedfreaks.tv, hit the General Tire giveaway banner, fill in all the needed information, and bam! You might get a call from the Freaks about rolling on a brand new set of General Tires. Leave the road and take the trails on a new set of General Tires. And our website at speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. It's an encore for you, Freak Nation, from Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. AJ Allmendinger joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios, and AJ. I caught up with you just before you were qualifying, and again, calm, cool, collected. This is, of course, for the Phoenix races. You're running for the championship Saturday night, and and I took it as as though you will you were. And then we came to the conclusion that you know, you've been playing with house money all year, uh, but at the same time, when you're contending for a championship, I don't care if it's house money, your money, the boss's money, you lose that championship. Did, did it sting as much as it would have if you knew you had the best car out in the track? No, I mean, obviously still disappointed. We'd like to have at least fought for it, you know, but that was one of those things that going into that race, we knew that Phoenix wasn't our best racetrack. And, and in the spring, I, I wasn't, you know, really quick there. And as a whole, call it racing has never been overly fast there. But, yeah, of course, you'd still like to go out there and fight for it and, and contend. But uh, we, we knew we had an uphill climb. We, we worked hard to prepare for it, and we tried to focus on the areas we lacked in. But, you know, over the last couple of months, even throughout the playoff run, if you take out the role, well, we've kind of been a fourth to seventh place team. And we know there's a lot of areas in the, the offseason here that we got to work on. So, you know, at the end of the day, sure, it, it was sad that it, we never gave ourselves a, a great shot at it. But, you know, with this format, it, it's – it's one of those things that, as we saw with Daniel Hemrick last night, did a fantastic job. Um, looking forward to having him as my teammate next year. But, you know, it comes down to on that any given Friday, Saturday, Sunday on, on championship weekend, comes down to four drivers in that series. And whoever nails it that, that day, they're probably the champions. And it doesn't take away anything that has happened this year. So I think that's kind of the way we all looked at it. And sure, we wanted to finish it off the right way, but it didn't happen. And I still wouldn't 
change anything about the year the way it's played out. Was there a time in the race at Phoenix Raceway Saturday night that you said to yourself, I ain't got it? Or are you that kind of guy that says, we still got it as long as that, that car is on the track and I'm on the lead lap? Well, I mean, I, I there, as the runs would go on, you we could see. I mean, the 22 was crazy fast. The 18 had a, a lot of speed in them, too. But you don't want to give up. You, you know, so mentally I knew, okay, we just tried to make the car as best as we could. And I thought we... We started the race. Qualifying wasn't great. We started at 12th. Uh, the first stage, we kind of got to 7th or 8th, and I thought by the end we had made it, a, a at best, a 4th, 5th place car, but we were going to run anywhere from 4th to 6th. And then if a late race restart happened, it was all it was game on. We've won a few races this year on late race restarts, so I just wanted to, to stay in it. Unfortunately, uh, that last the, the really last long run, uh, we didn't really tighten the right rear tire, so that was falling off and never gave ourselves a shot at it from there. Ugh. AJ, you referenced earlier with this format. Do you think it is a fair format to have a race at Phoenix Raceway? It's a different track than anything else on the schedule. Do you think it's fair to end the season with four drivers vying for a championship on a strange track, a not real familiar track? There's really no wrong answer to this because I think – there's great arguments on all ends here. I agree. I mean, it, it's you're going to have the 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 certain group that says it shouldn't be based on that. It should be based on a full season of of you know the body of work and and how the points play out. You can even have the group that wants to go back to the old at least ten races amongst twelve or sixteen drivers, and you know they fight it out for the championship. And then you got to you know you're going to have the people that. Love this because it's down to four drivers and, you know, whoever finishes the best there is, is the champion. And it always keeps that, that excitement level and, and that edge of the seat because you don't know who the champion is until the checker, checker flag falls, you know, especially in a cup season or an Xfinity season uh, with 33 to 36 races, the points get spread out. So you can see many a times if you just let it play out that the championship would be clinched before the last race of the season and you know that's that's not great for for the the excitement level when it comes to the last race of the season so it's all fair for all of us we all have the same chance to get to the final four and of course you know certain racetracks suit certain drivers and but you know at the end of the day the four of us that are there we have an equal chance to go win it so it's true you know i don't I, i don't i i don't really put a lot of thought into gosh, I wish it was this way or that way, because it's not. And it's not my call. It, this is you, you play by the rules that you go out there and it's set for you. Well, you also referenced how great this season has been. Your most memorable moment, I think I might know it, but I want to hear it from your end. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's for sure the, the win at Indy. Yes. Because it was so ex- unexpected. And Indianapolis is a place I've always, I mean, dreamed about, like, at times thought it would never even come close to happening, you know, and it was funny the way that weekend played out because I really thought we were going to kiss the bricks on Saturday (laughs) because we had a fast race car. Uh, We were qualified pole by I think three or four tenths. We were uh, got, had a horrible first stage and got back to the lead. And and I thought, okay, we're, we're pretty good here, but you know, with the stage racing, especially in the Xfinity races, because the stages are short, it puts you kind of in a bind. And you have to make a decision as a team. Do you pit at the end of that before that second stage ends and give up the points? 
and go for the race win or do you go for the points? And we went for the uh, going for the points in the stage win. And it played out to where we never really got a shot to win the race because the caution never came back out. And Austin won the race and I was really disappointed. So to go to the cup race and the way that played out, like <laughs> and we just spent all night kissing the bricks, drinking, having a great time. I mean, hell, you heard me talking after that. Like, so that was a great memory, but, uh, the way we won Bristol and to win the regular season championship was a close second. Decisions like that, AJ, how many people are in on those decisions? Is it just you, just the crew chief? How many, is it a democratic process? How many people are in on that? I mean, it's kind of based on myself and, and, you know, Chris Rice, that call racing leading the team. And, and then my crew chief, Jason, it was a kind of a decision that, you know, it's really up to them to, I'm out there just trying to go as fast as possible in, in whatever scenario that they want me to. Uh, but yeah, we, we played it out that tires were. So the way that that played out as well, it, it worked out perfect for the guys that pitted because tires were actually a pretty big deal at Indy. So even a couple of laps on those tires, uh, you know, you lost a little bit of speed. Well, they pitted and the caution came right out. So they didn't even have to run the extra two or three laps on the tires. So it was just a perfect storm of that scenario, the way it played out. And, you know, we still had an sh- outside shot and hell, the way it worked out. It's part of the reason why we won the regular season championship, because if we pit there, we don't get the 10 extra points uh, for winning that stage. So we still thought we had an outside shot to win the regular season. So we tried to take the points there and, and hope it worked out for us. And all that decision-making happens in three seconds, 10 seconds, a minute. How, how much time is involved in everybody screaming at each other over the radio? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's really a, probably at that point, a two lap process where you're just trying to in those stages, try to figure out, okay, should we, should we do this or, or who's going to, Part of it also is, okay, who's going to pit? Do we think enough guys are going to pit that it doesn't put us that far back in the field? And as I said, it, it wouldn't have been quite as bad. I still don't think, you know, and you you also expect in the final stage, you're going to get a few yellows. Well, we got no yellows in that final stage. So it just got spread out. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's usually a lap or two process. You what talked about scenarios. Guessing. Yeah, I mean, you talk about scenarios before the race, but you also got to see the way the race is playing out. Mm-hmm. Well, the way you have played out for this weekend, you're clearly in your easy chair. You're on your couch. You're at home. You're back at Charlotte. And I like this situation that you guys have with this post-race plane. You guys have a couple teams sharing a plane after every single race. Yeah, it's actually a a great, uh, the way it's set up, it's victory air and it's multiple planes. So you got multiple teams that are, are flying with each other, um, you kind of get set on a plane that in the beginning of the year, these are the, the people you're flying with. So <laughs> it's great because you, you you get done and and you get to the plane and more often than not, you get home fairly quick. Uh, you know, Phoenix was a the time the, the time that our race ended and then the plane that we're on, we had to all go through post race tech for the championship car. So, yeah, we got home at six in the morning and that was uh, that was a long one for sure. <laughs> and then what was the story you were telling us earlier about how Austin Sendrick wins a race and somebody asked you if you were mad at him for winning because, of course, you know, the championship and your answer? Yeah, no. Like, so we fly with Team Penske uh, <laughs> in RCR most of the time. So 
people would be like, oh, are you upset that Austin won today? I'm like, yeah, because now we have to wait for their ass on the plane. <laughs> so that's that's really the only anger that I had when he would win. I'm like, all of us would be like, ah. and But they were the same way when we won. So it was like, you know, that was a problem. I was like, you know, it, it, a couple of the racetracks, like we drove, like the Roval, you drive home. You're like, damn it. You don't even get to make them wait. Like everybody's driving home. <laughs> Bristol's the same way. So out of my five wins, we got we got shortcut and railroaded on two of them. You know, they got to fly home or drive home on time. <laughs> you can make it up to them next year, you and Hemrick. Yeah, we'll try to, but you know, it's uh it, it's a great it's a great way to fly home because it it's everybody gets here quick and and you know, you fly home and that's when you're racing 36 times a year, you know, that, that extra, even those extra few hours get home makes a difference, especially to the crew people, because they're the ones that wake up Monday morning are going right back to the shop, getting the, the next week card ready. And, uh, they don't get to bring a lot of family members. So it makes a big deal for them. AJ Almendinger joining us here in the freak nation, Lucas oil studios. Is there a time when a driver or a crew member gets on that damn plane and they freaking reek because they didn't <laughs> shower or do you shower before you get on that snappy plane? Uh, m- more often than not, no, because I don't have a bus at the racetrack. Matt Collig and, and Chris Rice, they have buses, so they're they're nice enough that they allow us to, to shower if need be. But, uh, yeah, that, that plane's a little more funky flying home than it is on the way out there, you know, so uh, everybody just – and it's not a big plane, so you're crammed in there pretty good. So, yeah, it's – it's wow, you know, especially that Phoenix flight home. That was stinky. Oh, you mix in some uh, sweat and dirt and champagne. Uh-huh. That thing really can get funky at that. Oh yeah, you know. And then people, you know, you get some crew people. They'll they'll grab some Taco Bell or something on the way to the airport, <laughs> and it just it funkifies that plane. But, funkifies. But, you know, the best part is everybody. You smell something, and you start looking around, and everybody else is like looking around, like it wasn't me. That was that was, that one me. I, I didn't do that. So you know. You can't even open a window, can you? No, no. You're just—it's a start. You just crunched in there, and people are pointing at other people like, "Oh, that smells from that person over there." I'm always like, "I'm always like, God bless it, Tara." Really? Another one? <laughs> I don't think the I don't think the crew crew uh, you know the college racing crew believes me when I'm like that. Oh, they're around you enough. They know they they know your your smells, your stinks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, A.J. Allmendinger here in the Freak Nation. An interesting comparison with Kyle Larson winning the championship, but I think everybody agrees that he should have, and he, of course, is your NASCAR Cup championship, overcame that uh, racial slur, was suspended from NASCAR, kicked off Ganassi. And now that I'm talking to you, I think about the time when you had the issue with the the drug or whatever the hell it was where – Five-year-old drug? Yes, right. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't even a cool drug. It was an Adderall. That, yeah. that, you know, that was the worst part of it. Yeah. yeah next right. time, next time, just go with some acid, will you? Listen, yeah. Uh, but I think about that, that your road to redemption has been interesting to follow since that. And now same with Kyle Larson. Is there, is there any comparison there of like, I'm going to prove these sons of bitches wrong that I can drive and that what I did wasn't that bad or look what I can do now. Well, I, no, I mean, I, I don't know on my end. I mean, Kyle Larson to me has always been one of the baddest drivers on the planet. I mean, we see it doesn't matter what he gets in, like he can wheel the hell out of a race car. And I love he's he's honestly my favorite driver to watch to you know, whether it's on dirt or on pavement. 
everything that he does, he can win in. So I don't think there was a question on Kyle Larson about, okay, I'm going to prove to to them that I can drive again. Like, I mean, it, all he did was leave NASCAR and won like what 60 <laughs> times last year. Right. So, I mean, it, it wasn't, it wasn't in the sense that, you know, he has to go out there and prove to it. Now at the same point, we all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect in the world. And, and, you know, I always feel like it's okay to obviously the certain, certain level of the mistake, but if you make a mistake and you learn from it, then it's okay. Uh, if you make that mistake and then you make the mistake again, and then you make it again and again, then of course, then it's your own right. fault. Yourself so, dinner or shopping. You know, it, that's part of it. And, and Kyle, for sure, media-wise and probably personally, took a lot of hit and was tough. But it, it's awesome to see what he's done because, I, as I said, I mean, he's he's such a, a race car driver. Uh, he's the, one of the nicest guys, too, off the racetrack. Like, I always enjoyed talking to him. So it, it's really cool to see what he's done this year. And for sure, winning the championship today uh, the most deserving championship, I feel like, out of everybody. Because, I mean, he dominated the season. A.J. Allmendinger joining us here in the Freak Nation. Again, one of the final four running for that Xfinity Series championship last night in Phoenix. Didn't make it. Your Xfinity Series champion. Hell of a finish with uh, Daniel Hemrick joining us. I'm not joining us. Daniel, Daniel Hemrick winning the championship on the last lap, about the last 300 yards. And passing Austin Sendrick, uh, about half a car length to take home a well-deserved championship. All right, Freak Nation, second hour coming up, and looking forward to this one. Rob Hoffer to Judas Priest. So much news this band's made over the last three or four months. 50-year anniversary where so much music and videos of paraphernalia being released in this box set that uh, you, you need days to talk about. That's why we've got Rob Hofford for about 30, 40 minutes coming up next hour. That, and then, of course, uh, the issues with their guitar player, Richie Faulkner. It's a big, big second hour coming up. Don't you miss it, man. More with Kyle Larson and the NASCAR Cup Championship. Miss the end of the show, go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. That's speedfreaks.tv. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Statman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Ah, second hour of the Freaks coming up. Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford. More on Kyle Larson's first NASCAR Cup championship coming out of Phoenix. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the website speedfreaks.tv. If you miss any of the show, you go there tomorrow morning. We'll have it up there for you. AJ Allmendinger was in here. Uh, last hour and stat crasher hearing AJ Allmendinger, a guy who frankly 
Uh, is it too far off in the ability to drive a race car? Is AJ Allmendinger? I can't help but go back to where he rattled off three or four cart wins in a row. Four, four was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, many many years ago. I mean, he's got the skills to be. Uh, he's he is a great driver. I mean, look what he's done in sports cars. Oh yeah. But stat to hear uh, AJ Allmendinger. And the props that he gave Kyle Larson saying, I, Kyle Larson's my favorite driver to watch? Come on, man. There are a lot of drivers who, uh, like I said before, they're kind of a fraternity. And they all look at the success that he's had, where he's came from, how he uh, came back from uh, the, the penalty and so forth. Uh, it doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, I would I would assume that AJ could do some of the things that uh, they all have. They all have skills to be able to handle a car at speed, and they're not afraid to speed like ninety nine and forty four one hundred percent of the <laughs> world is. So uh, they all could have some success in other forms. Maybe Larson had a little more this year than others have had. But uh, you know, I would love to see. I would love to see Scott Dixon have a chance at doing. Mm. He's had success at uh, IndyCar. He's had success at sports cars. Uh, it's very difficult for IndyCar drivers to translate to uh, NASCAR because they don't have the same downforce. They have skinny tires. It's just a whole host of differences between the two cars. Very seldom do the two work together so yeah i mean i'm still trying to think of somebody who would be <laughs> equal or better than um kyle larson here in the united states uh but off the top of my head i haven't come up with that person yet maybe scott dixon i wish we could get back to well iraq was never what it could have been but some sort of a championship series in in which we do see Drivers in their prime against each other in equally, absolutely, totally equally prepared cards. Because sometimes IROC cars were not equally prepared. They were benefiting certain drivers and not others. But yeah, I want to see a Scott Dixon go against a Kyle Larson. I want to see, you know, some of the other Ernie Francis Jr. get in there with them as well. I just, I don't know. I just, I wish that was, that was possible, but with sponsorships and, and other commitments these days, it's just not possible to do that anymore. Playing off what Stat was talking about, and you too, Crasher, is you need to remind people that if you put a cup car next to an Indy car, you think, wow, the advancement in technology is incredible. But Which car has power steering? That's where I was going with this. <laughs> Indy car... An IndyCar car does not have power steering, (laughs) much more downforce. So just imagine comparing uh, the forearms of IndyCar drivers versus the forearms of cup drivers. And Kyle Larson knows a lot about lack of power steering when it comes to his dirt cars. So that leads me to it's going to come up, and it starts to filter in the conversation March with Kyle Larson. When are you going to oh, run the on. Indy 500? What's another one of the big races he won this year? The Brian Clawson Classic, mm-hmm. which was at the dirt track in the middle of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway infield. One of the last races that Robin Miller called before his death, unfortunately, in August. It was on the Brickyard weekend. And yeah, Kyle Larson wins that. And Robin Miller's on the mic going, get this guy a ride for the right. 500. <laughs> and didn't Pinsky make reference to that oh, somewhere? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, it's, yeah. It was, it was big in conversation over the summer. 
It's died down recently, but it, you're exactly right. Come March, it'll start creeping back up again. Hey, well, look. you know who did a wonderful job at the 500? Who's that? Kurt Busch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. He crushed right. it with Andretti a few years ago. Yep. 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 All right, Freak Nation, going to resume with some affiliates, get into some Crash Gladys pit news and notes. And as promised, Rob Halford of Judas Priest, he joins us from the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, we promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined the Freaks. Bringing in another round of affiliates here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. You're joining SiriusXM, other affiliates, audio apps across the planet, and just a lot of down-home. I have no idea where I'm going with that. I just do not know. Down-home good time. There you go, baby. Uh, Crash Gladys Pit News and Notes brought to you by our good friends at General Tire. In the line for some new tires, go to GeneralTire.com or check out your local tire dealer. Discount Tire, Tire Pro, Big O Tire. They got General Tires. Sedan, SUV, sports car, bam. Roll yourself on some General Tires. Crasher? NASCAR Championship Weekend. First up was the trucks and the Lucas Oil 150. The 18 of Chandler Smith won the race. Ben Rhodes won the title. This was Ben's first ever Final Four in his six years in the series. Next up was the Arco West Series on those General Tires. National ringer Ty Gibbs dominated the race. Jesse Love held it together to seal his second championship in a row. Saturday night saw the Xfinity Series under the lights, arguably the most amazing finish of the weekend. No, it just was. It just absolutely was. Give me a bump and run in the final two corners with the title on the line any day. Daniel Hemrick did just that on Austin Sindrick. They were approaching the finish line and their cars were slamming side to side. Hemrick crossing the line three hundredths of a second ahead of Sindrick. And even though that win secured his Xfinity championship, it was Hemrick's first win of the season, too. Just bizarre to think about. The cup race today had enough drama to hold our attention, especially at the end, where Kyle Larson, the most dominant driver over the season, did not have the best car in the race. This was Truex's race to win. But Larson, with the number one qualifying position, he held that number one pit stall, that positioning, along with his crew, as Statman just said, giving their second fastest stop of the season, that vaulted Larson into the lead at the last restart, and he held onto it for the win. Ten wins on the season. Kyle Larson led the most laps in any NASCAR Cup season to date. Kyle Larson, without a ride in 2020, crushed it for the NASCAR Cup championship in 2021. Trans Am raced at Coda. Nothing was really Needed out of Tommy Dreesey. He already secured the title, but it was good to see him on the podium in Lucas Oil colors. Nonetheless, Dreesey was third behind another wild finishing duo of Matt Brabham in his debut Trans Am race and Ernie Francis Jr. Francis Jr. led every lap from the pole, but Brabham took advantage of a late caution and bumped and banged his way to the top spot on the podium. Rafa Matos taking the Trans Am 2 win and championship. Formula One? Yeah, they were in Mexico. Max Verstappen. Extending his title with the win. 
How about this, Freak Nation? No matter how big your car or truck is, nothing in your engine takes more abuse than its oil. But with Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, your engine oil will last longer to do the job it was designed to do, protect your engine, and offer peak performance. Lucas Oil Heavy Duty Stabilizer, it eliminates dry starts, lowers engine temperatures, and prolongs the life of your oil up to 50%. Hey man, don't let your engine be caught dead without the protection and performance of Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. That's right, keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. It's called a tune-up in a bottle for good reason. One little bottle added to every tank of fuel is like a team of mechanics going to work. Lucas Fuel Treatment cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. It increases power and fuel economy and burns excess exhaust emissions. Lucas Oil Fuel Treatment is the best and simplest way to get your vehicle to perform at its peak. Keep that engine alive with Lucas Oil. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-756-8720. 800-756-8720. That's 800-756-8720. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Thank you, Lucas Oil, for being a part of this big old thing. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to find the product to keep your ride on the road. LucasOil.com. When I say inside your car, they got it. Outside your car, they got it. Inside your engine, outside your engine, bam! LucasOil.com. Yep, there we go. That's how we roll. LucasOil.com. A very short segment, Freak Nation. We're going to leave a lot of time for our next guest, Rob Halford, will be joining us here in the Freak Nation. Judas Priest owned Rob Halford. We'll get the latest on Richie Faulkner, who's the guitar player for Judas Priest, whose heart... uh, just about 
this side of exploding mm. on stage uh, was in a very fortunate situation in that uh, one of the best heart surgeons in the planet was there in Kentucky during a concert that uh, Richie Faulkner had that issue with his heart. And, and he, the stage that where they were performing was only, what, a five-minute ride? Yeah, <laughs> just not bad. It all lined up so miraculously. And Judas Priest celebrating 50 years with Judas Priest. We'll get into some discussion with that. How does... How does a guy like Rob Halford and company put together such a big box set with unreleased? What I think Statman brings it up in the interview with like thirteen unreleased CDs. <laughs> it's incredible uh, the amount of stories that Rob Halford can share with us, and he joins us next. But first, how about your Statman scat? It's a Statman scat. Oh no. Last week's scat equating social media and Michael Andretti's failure to buy his way into F one bought some details out of the info swamp. An early rip said the bank that's financing Salber and Alfa Romeo was thrown on the table at the last minute. Story said Andretti and his investors didn't want the bank and the deal stumbled. Another story said the people in F1 didn't think Andretti's money was strong enough and they didn't want weak ownership on the grid. Andretti said the money and the deal changed at the last minute and he backed away from the table. All of that or some combination of the above could be true. The point is F1 money is deep and a tangled mess. Private banks, deep pockets, and monopoly money defines F1. Some estimate winning at half a billion dollars a year. Just being on the grid might be as much as $300 million. In short, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks. Freak Nation, Judas Priest celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest heavy metal. Rob Halford's been in the Freak Nation numerous times. One of my top two favorite bands of all time, Judas Priest. And it's always a pleasure to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. We'll have the video version up this week on our official Speed Freaks YouTube page. But we kick things off when Statman brought up the fact that uh, Rob Halford and his beard is looking pretty freaking legendous. Uh, how was Rob Halford's response to that? Hey, never grow up, right? That's yep. my number one philosophy in life. Never grow up. Always be a kid inside, yep. especially in sports, you know? Yes. I loved watching... I love watching the. I was had a mad day yesterday, but I caught a bit of the the World Series game. And when um, when uh, when Houston, Houston, right? When Houston was it Houston? Yes, yes. it was Houston that won. And all oh, I was no, Atlanta, 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 Atlanta won. Atlanta. What are we doing? Atlanta. I had a crazy day yesterday. I was doing yeah. a million things when Atlanta won for the first time since ninety five. Five, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the guys are running around and jumping up and down like kids because that's the great thing about sport, you know, that inner child, that inner child is such an important part of um, this great life that we live. And it's the same being a musician. Yes. 50 years of Judas Priest, and I'm still a big kid inside. I still get the biggest rush when I run out on stage with the rest of the guys and we start to play. We play. We're playing. (laughs) Kids play, and it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. 
You stole my question, Rob. That I was going to say, what's the difference between you going out in front of 10,000 people or uh, a, a Major League Baseball player swinging the bat in front of a sold-out crowd? Aren't we, aren't we all kids to a degree? A lot of us have the, have the ability to, in our, our profession to still be kids. Yeah, I think that's so important when you lose that. It's like Peter Pan, you know. If, you, if you're able to channel that essence of, of that, that feeling that you had as a kid and the world was this big, open, beautiful place and you were innocent in a sense and you just loved living life, you loved being with your friends, your school friends, whatever, and it's the same in professional sports. You know, I'm sure when the Suns put the their kit on or, or the or the cardinals put their their kid on that they go they're going ready to get to work but the essence of work as we've talked about many times is is this this team spirit and that team spirit of of, of channeling that in a kid is important yes what we do is deadly serious but you've got to balance that up with absolutely being in a beautiful place it's got to be the best feeling in the world to be in professional sports because a lot of these great um players that they live and breathe sports from when they're children they go to college they get drafted and then they're suddenly a professional athlete and they're living their dream and it's very much the same spirit in uh, in rock and roll no matter what you call it heavy metal or rock and roll all kind of music mm -hmm. you're in this beautiful opportunity and uh, it's the best feeling in the world you know, we just wrapped up a NASCAR championship weekend and in music, what is what is the equivalent of a sports championship? I mean, is it your next album? I mean, how do you know that's the championship when you're going to do another one? It's what is that equivalent like in, in music? It's it's very similar again, because, you know, your own you, you feel internally is you're only as good. You're only as good as your last moment. Mm. So if you win that. If the Suns win or the Cards win, that was your great moment. Yeah, maybe the next one, you may you may be in a different place. But but you are you are living from the moment of of creativity, and and again, um, we change, don't we? We change uh, in in our, in this exercise of making music and, and making a record. Each record achievement, it's not like getting the Heisman Trophy, but you you definitely feel when you've when you've you're releasing that that great, uh, the great experience of writing music, new music for the first time to your fans, it's a win. You, you feel like a win, you know, and, 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 and again, that's part of the drive and the motivation behind a lot of musicians. You know, let's, let's take kind of your whole life a little bit full circle as we go from your book, Confess, to now these cocktail books that we have on the table, the 50 Years of Judas Priest, and you had the release of Turbo, and you said, I believe it was, and confessed that it wasn't necessarily your best work. That that I guess tying it back into a championship, it wasn't necessarily your championship, even though there's some badass tunes on there. But did that that come to Jesus meeting with you and your body and your your <laughs> your cleanliness? Did that help you to make your championship even better? Isn't she amazing? Isn't she amazing? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Well, you know, again, it's like a season you, in sports. Some of your seasons are not as strong as some of the others, but <laughs> they're all go. important. They're all important. They're mm -hmm. all valuable. They're all valuable. 
you 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 always gain knowledge and experience from a loss no matter what that might be you you pull from that you learn from it did we did we not get to the place because of something that i did did we not get to the place because the team didn't didn't really uh, balance and coalesce well, all of these great things uh, are, are equally immersed in music so this um this turbo record which has now become beloved because are you going to play turbo lover tonight because we want to sing i'm your turbo uh, it's great and, and and here's the thing again from your fans perspective because we're nothing without our fans and i'm a rabid sports fan like you guys are and i'm a rabid music fan like you guys are and sometimes eh, is that the record i wanted not really is that the song i wanted not really but i'm gonna stick with you i'm gonna stay with you and that's another metaphor for sports and music if your team isn't doing so good you don't leave them you stick with them we're in this together you know win or lose we're in this together and so a record like turbo now has kind of pushed its way from the back to the to the front of the spotlight and everybody loves that turbo moment wow yeah rob halford i'm going to channel my inner dwayne thomas now kenny knows holy smokes (laughs) and um he mentioned that during the Super Bowl, he was a football player here for the Dallas Cowboys. He mentioned during the Super Bowl, if it's such a great game, why are they going to have one again next year? Mm-hmm. And I have always wondered about people like you, Judas Priest, are on the stage and people are going bananas. And you're having this massive concert and everything is going wonderful and you're laying it on the line and the music has never been so good. And then you got to turn around and do it tomorrow. <laughs> is that ever difficult? No, and I tell you why. Why it isn't that man? It's because two performances are never the same. Two football games are never the same. A, a team that's gone to the Super Bowl and wins, and then gets a chance to go to the Super Super Bowl again, and maybe wins again. It, it the purity of it is that okay. There's all these guys dressed in their kit and there's your team and my team and we, we're, we're running through the, 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 the plays and everything else. It's always a little bit different. There's always a new experience coming from the moment. And so it's the same. Uh, you get a Grammy. That's just a pinnacle in, in the music world. You, you win a Grammy. Um, it's, such, it's such a feeling of uh, motivation. It's success. It's motivation. It's, it's satisfaction, and you, you love that. You love that. You can, you can never replicate it two times over. So if you win multiple NBA championships, if you win multiple uh, Super Bowls, um, they're always a little bit different, and I think that's part of the drive. You can never stop winning. That's the thing. If you is, you is can never some, stop winning. Is, is some of that answer... Sounds like it might be in my next question here. When you started off with Judas Priest and 50 years ago and you guys are touring and so forth, do you ever think that you'd 70, you'd still be banging around on the stage and, and laying out music and, and putting people in the aisles with uh, what they're hearing? No, it's a beautiful feeling because 
You know, most 70-year-old guys are on the golf course (laughs) or they're on the beach in Florida. It's a privilege. It really is a beautiful place to be at. And again, with, with success comes you've got to accept responsibility and you you have to ex- you, you have to be prepared to give back you've been you okay you've put a lot of work into what you've done but again it's a team spirit and so this 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 opportunity to keep giving back whether it's making another record making another show the people that have given you this life in music they deserve that respect they deserve that uh that opportunity to see you as many times as you're able to do it at the level of performance that's important because, again, you know, how long do you know you're going to be in the game for? How long does Tom Brady know he's going to be in the game for, you know? You you do it as long as you can do the job well. That's another important factor. But now, Statman, you know, if you just said, hey, Rob, at 70, you're going to be... uh, making another Judas Priest record, you're going to be back out on the road touring the world again. I'd have probably given you a, a smile and maybe a wink because I love this life. Like sports personalities, we love this life. You know, when I, when I, watch, when I watch Charles and, and Shaq uh, uh, on, on their NBA show and, and you can see they don't want to let it go. They're, okay, mm-hmm. they, can't, they, they can be on the court mentally they can watch watch this this great game happening, um, but it, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You never want to let it go. And, and and as I said, as long as you can, as long as you can do the job and you can do the job well, then you know take it as it comes. Live every day to the full and get as much out of it as you can. Hold on, let's expand just a little bit on that with Charles and Shaq. If you were to follow any group touring but you were to do the backstage show who would you be on stage with giving commentary for the show not from priests somebody else you mean commentary you mean commentary for another band yeah i know some yeah she's all these great questions today um well there's so many you know i could go from uh the rolling stones who Mm. are on on tour right now and i've seen the stones play and it's just the most remarkable thing to witness because you you you're watching history alive the guys have, have, have such a rich history in rock and roll the great things that they've achieved and they're doing now at their time of life is just incredible and it's amazing and so that would be something I'd, I'd be uh, I'd be on the mic for. Now Mick's moving to the left, and he's uh, he's moving up to Keith. And uh, are they going to uh, are they going to come to blows, or are they going to blow each other a kiss? I don't know. So all that kind of stuff. Um, so the Stones would be there, obviously. Um, more, more intense bands like like my friends from Slipknot, who 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 put on a really heavy, intense, aggressive uh, performance. They're they're, they're great. Uh, they're great guys to watch. And then you get the wonderful, beautiful expressionism of Lady Gaga because her shows in themselves are just an, an amazing experience of not only music but art, you know, fashion and, and dance moves and everything like that. It's, um, it's an endless opportunity. All, all musicians, all artists are very much like teams in different, from different leagues doing different types of things. We're all doing the same, but we're all doing it differently. And that's the other attraction to music, you know. We have a lot of friends in heavy metal who um, have carved their own niche and their own originality. 
much like great sports players develop a certain move, LeBron develops a certain move that only he could do. Jordan could only do the jump, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's magical. And, and a lot of that happens the same uh, way in music. Okay. I know, Kenny, you want to get a question in here, but who would be your co-host on a Lady Gaga back, backstage show? Anyone from the business? Is this for Kenny or for me? That's for you. <laughs> That's, That's for, for me. you, <laughs> No, I'd like, to, I'd like Kenny to answer that question, though. Okay, um, yeah. Um, wow, that, that's a great one. I'd, I'd have to have somebody that's, that's equally passionate, and all of my friends in music are, are passionate um, to various degrees. Oh, my brain is scrambling. I want to pick a beautiful lady. Nita, Stra Nita Strauss right now, Hurricane Nita, uh, who's uh, this phenomenal uh, guitar player for Alice Cooper's band and who's about to start her own tour in a couple of weeks down in, in uh, New Orleans. She'd be a great co-host because okay. she's uh, she has the same fire. She has the same fire. She has the same passion. And I think that's important when you're working with a co-host. They have to be able to be in the same place as yourself mentally and emotionally to give uh, to give the feedback from the, from the honest place. What about you, Kenny? <laughs> Rob, I would go with... You need a straight man in there. And I, I can't think of maybe, maybe like to go with your color yeah, commentary. Because like, my three go-tos would be Ozzy, Lemmy, and Rob Halford. Now, who's going to be the straight man amongst you guys? <laughs> They'd all go nuts. <laughs> who would it, would it, would it be Bruce Dickinson? Who would be the, who would be the, the guy, the, the quarterback of the group? Who could, who could be that guy? That well, would be you, uh, Kenny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I think Kenny would have a, Kenny would have a real uh, tough job holding that uh, <laughs> together. That, that would be uh, that would be a challenge for sure. Rob Halford joining us here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios, and and Rob, can we get some updates from you with with Richie Faulkner, how he's doing, when we might see you guys back on the road with him, just the, the latest with uh, his situation. Thank you for asking. He's doing remarkably well. Um, he saw his doctors recently again, who performed this miracle of surgery in the way that he's repairing and healing. It was an unbelievable night, you know. We had this fantastic show at the Louder Than Life Festival in, in uh, up, up in Kentucky, and the show was going great. And then, you know, we came off stage. Uh, where's Richie? The paramedics are looking after him. Something's happening. Without going into too much lengthy detail, less than an hour later, he was in uh, almost 11 hours of, of, of heart surgery. i tell you what's a miracle about that. Um, the Lord intervened because it's all about timing. Um, he was barely 10 minutes away from one of the greatest heart surgeons in the world, oh. a team, great team of people. Um, so they got in there quickly. When I was talking to him, he was, get, he was getting undressed and dressed to go to the hospital. Oh. And at that time, his aorta, his aorta had ruptured and his chest was filling with blood. But his doctor said he was so high on the adrenaline. And this oh. happens in sports. Guys play with a broken whatever, you know, you, your adrenaline is pushing you through. So he got to the hospital and, and then this incredible dream team of surgeons saved his life. Uh, it, it is an absolute miracle. Because you know what it's like, again, with guys, I suppose everybody to a certain extent, but with guys, oh, I'll be out, because we were going to go to Denver that night. We were going to take the plane and fly to Denver. 
oh, you know, yeah, you could have said, Let, let's figure this out when we're getting into Denver. What would have happened if we'd have mm -hmm. made that move? Mm -hmm. he, he followed the advice. Always listen to these professionals, especially in health. Listen to them. Something that that is is uh, is so valuable. Listen to the experts because they know they know the best solutions. So thank you. He's doing good. He's doing well. The, all the those dates that we had to shuffle around are being shuffled around as we speak, and we should be making an announcement. Um, fairly soon about the rescheduling of the dates and we thank our fans for being so uh, patient for us everybody's rooting for richie around the world there's been a lot of love and prayers for this guy and um it, it's working out well. we'll continue on with this interview with the legendist rob halford a judas priest we'll do that next coming up speed freaks pits and the lucas oil studios and by the way if you miss any of the show go to the website the website of course is speedfreaks.com TV. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Hey, Freak Nation, if the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe every time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. That's Lucas's unique formula that fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you'll find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And get this, it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas Oil, it works. Now you can get generic Viagra shipped to your door for about $2 a pill. Get the same impact for less. Call Steel Man Pills now and get the same blue pill for about $2 a pill. Call now for the 50-pill special and save even more. Plus, get a free bonus. 800-993-1327. 800-993-1327. That's 800-993-1327. Hey, Freak Nation, did you hear? With the addition of MAV-TV Plus to the MAV-TV Motorsports Network, they've got their full live event broadcast schedule for 2021. It's a total of 226 live race broadcasts featuring 11 highly competitive racing series. This year's live coverage on MAV-TV features the Arca Menard Series, midget car action provided by the Power Eye National Midget League, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, and the Pro Pulling League. There's even the Moto America Series, Midwest Drag Racing Series, American Sprint Car Series, Pro Motor Cross, Hoosier Arena Cross, and the Lucas Oil Chili Bowl National. It's MAV TV's most robust live coverage schedule in network history. So come join us at MAV TV, the only television network in the U.S. dedicated exclusively to motorsports. For more information on MAV TV and MAV TV Plus, go to MAVTV.com to get your motorsports fix 24 7, 365. Time is more valuable today. There's less time to keep our vehicles looking their best. That's where Lucas Oil Slick Mist Speed Wax steps up. It's great for paint, chrome, glass, and vinyl. Lucas Oil Slick Mist simply mists on and then wipes off, leaving a new car shine every time. It's quick and easy and works on wet or dry surfaces. For a complete detail, there's also Slick Mist Interior or Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. Lucas Oil. It works. Hey, 
Freak Nation, whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in off-road situations, or a summer performance tire designed with the driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, supporting the Freak Nation for two decades. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. It's an encore for you, Freak Nation, from Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. We continue on with our part two of Rob Hall for the Judas Priest. Celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest. So hit it, Statman. Rob Halford, you could live anywhere in the world. Uh, you're from the UK. You live in Arizona. There's a question that one of the great questions in 21 years of doing Speed Freaks. Uh, we talked to someone who uh, traveled. Let me kill us through Traveled here in the United States. Traveled everywhere. For a lot of years, you've been truing in the United States for a lot of years. And the United States right now is going through some changes. Uh, who knows if they're good or bad, but there's some changes. What do you see as an observer when you travel in America and uh, notice that um, this is a different country or this is the same country that I first saw many years ago? Well, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak with honesty like I always do. I'm not an American citizen. I've lived in America for many, many years, and uh, I have a home here in Phoenix since the 80s. I travel all over the world. My, 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 my birthplace is the UK, so that will always be home. But America is my home from home. I love this country with a great passion. Um, I saw what happened last night in, in Virginia, and it saddens me to think that some of those votes were made on issues that really, it, it, it shocks me. It shocks me that th these kinds of things are still um, in the forefront of, of, of politics. But that's, that's humanity. You know, I've lived through Kennedy and, and Nixon and, and Clinton and Barack and, and now uh, uh, Joe and, and another uh, uh, presidents that I, I can't remember. But I've lived through them all and I see repetition. I see repetition in a lot of instances in politics. But the great beacon of democracy of America, the first time I ever saw the Statue of Liberty when I came to America for the first time, it really choked me up because that beautiful statue, in essence, what it still stands for is something that I, as a Brit, still firmly, firmly believe in. Liberty and justice and equality for all, I think, are some of the things. And we still don't have equality to the level that it should be, especially for, for people like me with my sexual identity. Great advances have been made. But again, you know, you can't let these, you can't let anger, you can't let... Um, frustration you can't let uh, bitterness uh, enter your heart in a poisonous way you've got to take those emotions and 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 grasp onto them and and make good come from them 
whether you're holding a placard and speaking your mind in, in a free democratic way, whether or not people disagree with you is mute. As long as you have the opportunity to do that, that's absolutely vital. And uh, so for me, America is still, you know, one of the greatest countries in the world in that, in that essence. And I've traveled all over America, all over this great nation. In the early days when priests came here in the, in the 70s, we went everywhere in the United States. So when we do our tours now, we have to go from the Upper East Coast to, up to Alaska all the way down to San Diego and then across down to Miami, every place in between. And I've met every kind of American. I've met every kind of American. And regardless of their politics or, or whatever, their re religious beliefs or whatever that might be that makes them who they are, they're all, they're all Americans that love America, mm. much as I love my country in the UK. So, yeah, I've had the great uh, privilege and joy to travel all over the world, uh, but I still get a rush when the, the plane lands at Sky Harbour and I see Camelback Mountain and, and the desert and my cactus, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I love America with a, with a great passion. And uh, so that's, uh, that's just, a, that's just a, a place where I'm at now as a 70-year-old heavy metal maniac. Um, I feel good. I feel good. I still get angry with, 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 with things that I see and read, particularly in the political arena. But as I said, you know, you channel you channel that and you try and utilize it for the greater good. And uh, and I think that's the best way to um, be yourself. Wow. Rob Hall for joining us here in the Freak Nation and celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest. I can't put together 21 years of Speed Freaks without <laughs> wanting to jump off the freaking roof with pictures and videos <laughs> and audio. How in the hell did you put together 50 years? of music, photos, videos, unreleased this, unreleased live that. How did you go through the annals of priest history to knock this out for 50 years, Rob Halford? Well, it took 50 years to get there. And, <laughs> and of course, we, we had, we had, a, we had a, a wonderful team of people uh, uh, in the UK and here in America. Um, a lot of fantastic people behind the scenes because we're always working as a band. We're either writing or we're touring we're doing other production whatever it might be so this again was another great team effort what we wanted to try and do was incorporate some elements in this 50th box set that you don't ordinarily get and what i mean by that is we we went through the vaults we went deep 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 into the vaults to find some of these tracks these live tracks so for example um at the mud club in new york when i met andy warhol <laughs> I've told you this story, right, yes. guys? Yes. I found I'm, a picture of you and Andy. And Andy. You said, take yeah, that off we, the we screen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that one. I know that, that T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we handcuffed each other. Uh, right. And then later on, Andy and I went to Studio 54. What a crazy night that was. But we found some music from that show at the Mod Club, which was magical. So these live elements, these live elements... Um, again, it's like watching old footage of of, uh, of the Phoenix Suns with, with with Charles and Thunder Dan. You know, it, it's just it's memory. It's memory. Uh, we, we all we all thrive on on remembering great moments, and 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 so the great moments in this box set are the live 
songs that we've got from as far back as the uh, the seventies. So that is that's that's kind of a tangible part of of this kind of metal museum because um, when you go and see Judas Priest, uh, if if you if you're hardcore and you've been with us for a long time, when we break out living after midnight, suddenly it's 1980 all over again. You know, and, and that's the greatest feeling in the world. When you guys go and see your your favorite musicians at a show and they play that song when you were at high school, you know, when you had your first car, you know, or, or when you when you were on vacation. Uh, m- music triggers these beautiful memories that we all carry. And so that's what we try to do with this one element within the box set. And uh Wow. When it was finally delivered to my house, I was in the UK at the time in the postman's like, take this from me because it weighs about 50, 50 pounds. You know, it's a, it's a really, in essence, it's the epitome of heavy metal because it's a heavy it's piece heavy. of, uh, heavy piece of, 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 uh, of physical, um, life. Uh, it's 50 years of life that, that, uh, that you can enjoy and explore because it's going to take a long time to get through it. But, uh, but our hardcore fans will do that. So we're thrilled. We're absolutely thrilled to be at this special place right now. But Rob Halford, I looked at the notes on this thing. You've got 13, what is it, 13 unreleased CDs? You're right. Dude, you must you must live in a studio. 13. That's like a hundred songs that haven't been released yet. These um these these live cuts, especially the unreleased live moments. They're they're really they're really valuable. They're 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 things that we didn't even know we'd got because we have this trail that we've left behind us for fifty years, that man. And it's just um wow, you you mean we've got we've got this track from the Agora Ballroom in nineteen seventy-eight. Where where do we get this from? And and this is a result again, as I said, of, of all these beautiful people working behind the scenes to bring these moments into twenty twenty one. Um yeah. Save everything. That's what I always say about <laughs> to, to fellow musicians. Save everything. Can I ask you guys something in terms of memorabilia? What have you got in terms of memorabilia, uh, sports memorabilia, that you really value and you really treasure? Ooh. Okay. When you said value or treasure, that kind of changed my answer because I do have every single concert ticket from the beginning to now. And I also have every single racing ticket, any, any motorsport event that I went to and or credential. So, yeah, but do I value those the most or do I value something that I spent my hard earned money on autograph wise? I don't know, but yeah, it's either something like, autograph. How about like a, like a football or a, or a shirt or a, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Baseball. Yeah. I know exactly. I wish I could run and get it right now. <laughs> They've got a jacket that we were given by 21 years ago by one of the first investors in the Speed Freaks. And leather jacket, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever received from anybody. And I'm af- it's so nice, I'm afraid to wear it most places <laughs> I go. <that> somebody <laughs> might take me out of it, you know? So, uh, yeah, I've got that jacket. And every time I open the closet door to get something to go outside... I see it there and a little tear because I, the <laughs> memories that are there uh, mean so much to me. Yeah. Rob, I've got paraphernalia that's autographed by Texas Longhorns uh, national championship team, but I, I, but that you just struck on something there. 
I've got the ticket stub that I w- w- that I witnessed the first time the Dallas Mavericks beat the Boston Celtics hmm. in Reunion Arena with my dad, who was a huge Celtics fan. And Larry Bird was on his ass half the time, knocking down threes, and it was an incredible game. But the fact that I was there with my dad and he was watching me get excited, and I was excited that he was excited for the Mavericks and not cheering for the Celtics, just having that ticket stub really has no meaning other than you know spending a, a winning moment with my dad, who whose t- legendary team got their ass handed to him by the Mavericks. I, that's my go-to right now. That's beautiful, Kenny. And I'll tell you why you brought you because you brought your dad into that question. Because, you know, so many so many of us have memories as kids of going with their dad. My dad used to take me to the, the to see uh, my local football team, the Saddlers, in Walsall. And those memories, you that look at Kenny. Kenny's living that moment now. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about his dad, you know. Mm-hmm. That's just a beautiful, a beautiful memory. And it's related to your passion in sports. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's great. Um, what would bring a tear, I, I, though? What would bring a tear to your eye? Like Statman just alluded to is this, this thing, seeing that jacket. And I know we don't have much time left, but what would bring a tear to Rob Halford's eye? Well, this is going to be, this is going to sound a little bit strange because you know me, I'm a strange guy. But it's, 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 it's strangeness in the purest sense. And, and it's love in one of the purest senses. Um, when Lemmy passed away, and, and I, I had this beautiful opportunity to, to speak at his, um, at his memorial, um, we had a great get-together, all of us musicians from all over the world. We met in Hollywood, and um, we talked about Lemmy and, and, and his great life and the things that he's left us. And then not too far back, I get something in the mail from the Lemmy people and his office, his manager and everybody still worked tirelessly to keep his name with us, as it always will be. They sent me, I wish I could run out and get it. Um, it's a bullet. <laughs> it's a bullet with some of Lemmy's ashes oh, inside oh, of it. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Now, okay, that, that, um, everybody's going to bullet, Lemmy's ashes. This is nuts. This is the kind of thing that Lemmy would have loved to yeah. have done, you know? And uh, whatever you choose, oh. however you choose to interpret what I've just said, that's entirely up to you. But to, to, be, to be even thought of, to be brought into this small circle of friends where you, you actually own a little bit of, of Lemmy's ashes and you wear it around your neck on a, on a pendant, and, you, and he's close to your heart in the truest sense, in the terms of his mortal remains. That's just that's just mind-blowingly powerful. Yeah, you know, to, to, to use to use a, 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 an object like that to, to carry his remains is is just so lemmy. It's mm-hmm. provocative. It's it makes you think. It makes you talk. But as far mm-hmm. as having a beautiful part of lemmy physically with me right now in my house, that's. Uh, that's just magical. And I'll just balance that up if that's the right thing to do. Sure. Another one of my late great friends, Ronnie James Dio, was a great fan of dragons because dragons are these mythical beasts that, that uh, are, are full of uh, power and, and determination and resilience and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I didn't know this, but uh, Wendy Dio, 
uh, uh, Ronnie's wife, um, she tells me that he used to collect these dragons, these, these different sculptures and different pieces of art. So she sent me again in the post one of these little dragons that Lemmy had uh, in his, uh, rather Ronnie had in his in his house. So I've got a couple of these objects from my beautiful friends that I see every day, and uh, and they just reinforce my love for both of these incredibly talented musicians whose music will live with us forever. Wow. Rob, Zoom is about to cut us off in a minute, okay. 20 oh. to 20 seconds. Wow. Damn it, buddy. We, we fly. We fly. <laughs> it's oh, been a blast. Yeah, I love always. you guys so much. I love yes. you guys so much. Thank you so much. Likewise. Speed Freaks, we need you all the time. Let's have another. Let's get together. Shall we get together in 50 years? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait, 100 years of, 100 <laughs> years of Speed Freaks and heavy metal. I just want to get together with you in person here in the next six or seven months and just have a we will. pint or something, we will. all right? We'll go and have dinner. On a, a pint and right. Kit Kats. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, don't forget the Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, it's it's my pleasure, man. Thank you as always. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Cash. That's that, man. You, be, you guys are beautiful. Have a Thank great you. night. Have you Thank you so oh, yeah. What a way to end it, Freak Nation. Miss it of the show. Go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Shoot the juice to the moose and stat man. Cut it loose. Yeah. Motorsports Radio, redefined.